The surface is part of the depth. Being holistic involves embracing the superficial as well as what lies beneath. So, are you a deep person? Do you wear the kind of clothes that deep people wear and do you stand around dark street corners speaking about deep topics? Do you hang out in cafes talking about existential issues with people of intellectual depth? Or are you superficial and you have no depth whatsoever to who you are as a person? It's just purely about show and surface. Well, hopefully you can pick up from my tone that I don't believe that either of those people exist. Now, it is true that our attention might be grasped by certain ideas. We might be pulled in certain directions on any given day of the week or sometimes month of the year or year of the decade. But the truth of the matter is there is both depth and surface to each and every one of us. And it, it doesn't need to mean the same things because, you know, sometimes when we think about depth, again, we go to stereotypes of, you know, reading certain types of books or <laughs> appearing a certain kind of way. But that's kind of the irony in it is that sometimes the trappings of depth are actually forms of superficiality. You know, so if you're trying to appear deep, guess what that's called? Superficiality. So ironically, somebody who focuses on what's there on the surface, but without any pretense, they in a way could be said to have more depth to them as a result. So that's just an interesting thing to consider. So a way I like to think about depth and superficiality is if we take the example of a football, so one of the inflatable type footballs, as most of them are, and let's say you're, you're looking at that football, so you're looking at the surface of it, and you think, hmm, I'm a deep kind of person. I, I want to connect with the inside of this. I want to see what's inside. I want to connect with the depth of the football. So what you do is you take a blade and you cut the football open enough so that you can actually turn it inside out. You can see what's inside and then you push it inside out. So now you're looking at the outside and you go, okay, now I'm connected with the depth of this. So you are, but you can see that what you've just done is you have now actually made the surface the depth. And Thinking about it that way, I think, can be helpful because a kind of a holistic perspective may be a better way of describing what we want than a deep perspective. Because if we're just looking at the depth, but we're ignoring the surface, that itself lacks depth as a perspective. Equally, of course, if we're just looking at the surface and we're not seeing what's beneath it, that could be a bit of a problem as well because appearances can be deceptive, judging a book by its cover, etc. So it's true, we definitely want to to some degree overcome superficiality because there can be problems in it. Superficiality is where we look at the thing from the outside and we maybe make assumptions or we just act on the basis of the surface appearance. And that would be a shame because we'd be probably missing out on, on some of the substance that's there behind it. Things aren't necessarily as they seem, for good or for bad. If you've ever had that experience as a child of smelling a bathroom product, like a shampoo or something that might be fruit flavored, and you go, oh, that smells lovely. And you try a little bit because you're feeling a bit experimental and you go, ah. So the surface and the depth just did not tally up. And then, of course, there are opposite examples. There are things that on the surface seem a bit unpleasant, but once you actually connect with a bit more depth, you realize, 
oh, actually, this is this is rather nice. There's something special going on here. And some things, of course, just have learning curves, playing a musical instrument, picking up a guitar the first few times mightn't seem particularly satisfying. But it's amazing once you get familiar with it, then what you can do and how satisfying that can be rather quickly. So th these are the kind of considerations when uh, looking at surface and depth. So holism can be a helpful perspective because then what we're doing is we're questioning what's the bigger picture here? How can we bear in mind the surface and the depth? And that is something that sometimes we can't experientially do in the same moment. Because like that football, if you have it inside out or outside in, unless you could maybe do a bit of both and try and see both at the same time. But even then, there's always going to be some part of it that's not in your focus. If you take even an object that's around you right now, any object, there's parts of it you can see, any three-dimensional object, and there's other parts of it you can't. So that's sometimes called the difference between perception, which is the bit you can see, and apperception, which is the bit that you can't see, but that you infer to be there. The room that you're in right now, presumably something exists outside of that. It's not like the matrix where it just hasn't been loaded. They're, they're trying to save some CPU usage, so it hasn't been rendered yet. Presumably it's still there. So that uh, you're apperceiving right now. It functions uh, for you because you've experienced it before. You know it's there. You expect it to be there when you walk out again. Now, you can be wrong with that, of course. And this is why it's necessary to continue to experience things and places. You've probably had this experience where people change over time and you might have a certain expectation, but that actually isn't the case anymore. And it happens all the time with maps and GPS systems that they need to be updated every so often. So we're trying to kind of do this experiential dance so that we can connect with enough contact points in the world and experience the world as it is in enough clarity that we can hold a kind of a holistic sense of what the world's like. Some of it we don't really need to hold in our mind because it's right in front of us. But even then, we will tend to do that. You know, much of the time, like if you close your eyes and try to reach for something in front of you, if it's a, an environment you're familiar with, you'll typically know where those things are because you have mapped them to some extent already. Now again, sometimes that's problematic. And sometimes it's nice to mindfully re-engage in the moment you're in rather than just doing it by rote and from memory. That can be useful. So... What this means is, in order to have a holistic perspective, in order to have the depth and the surface, it sometimes means we just need to move between things. One way of thinking about this that I particularly like is thinking about being in the city. So in any big city, it could be Dublin City where I am, or when I was in New York, it was definitely like this, or anywhere else. When you're in the city, you're really in the city. You know, there's a vibe to it, there's a smell, there's a, a feel to it, there's an ambience, there's noise, there's the feeling of being in the city. And you've got to be in the city to experience that. However, in another sense, when you leave the city and you go up in the mountains for a walk and you're, you're looking over the city from a distance, in another sense, it's actually only from the mountains that you can properly experience the city. Because you know, when I'm looking at Dublin City from the mountains, which I love to do, you look at that and you realize that this city is a combination of different things. There's a lot of different ingredients there that are making up what this city is. 
And you can't actually see all of those bits when you're in the city, kind of ironically. You can only see it when you step back and you kind of see how all those pieces go together. So you need to go to the mountains to see the city. But of course, being up in the mountains, you're missing some of those ingredients of being in the city as well. So what that then involves is going back in the city and experiencing some of that. So you don't get to sit still. You get to keep moving between the mountains and the city in order to be able to experience the city. And we can also say the same thing in reverse about the mountains too. You've got to be kind of in the city to see the mountains and to take them in. When you're up the mountains, you go, where are the mountains gone? So this is, is the kind of balance that's needed. So taking a similar approach, I think, to the deep and the superficial is helpful. And I think the action point here then is let's not get too caught up with this ideological version of what's deep, which sometimes can backfire and actually be superficiality in and of itself. Instead, let's look at what's there and let's be particularly interested in what's relevant and what's meaningful for us in our life. Let's not be dismissive of things that seem superficial because they are also part of the whole, they're part of the system and they're worth recognizing and being aware of. And part of this involves not bypassing certain fundamental needs that we have. We think, oh, that's just superficial for me to want that. No, there's probably a reason why we want those things or why we have those drives to things that might seem superficial when we're being a bit deep in our thinking. Uh, and instead trying to embrace that as well. And this happens with therapeutic development. We see it when people talk about spiritual development or things like that as well. We see it in personal development that what you've got to be really careful not to do is just to bypass certain fundamental needs you have in order to try and serve the depth. And what you've just done accidentally is you've blown it. <laughs> because without being too harsh, the point all along was to look at what is in its totality. To be really deep was to be holistic and it was to be able to make friends with what was right in front of you rather than demonizing your body and wishing that you were on some ethereal plane or rather than uh, ignoring relationships that had some importance because we were trying to perfect a meditative practice or rather than trying to develop great confidence within ourselves, but actually forgetting the fundamental building blocks we needed to do that. Instead, we're kind of seeing it all as part of the messy whole experience and then being holistic in that way. And that's very liberating, I think, to appreciate that because then rather than trying to get somewhere else, we can more deeply root ourselves in where we are. And that, of course, doesn't preclude progress. You can then actually very much progress in that moment, but it's not the progress we're trying to avoid what's actually in front of you. It's not trying to skip what you think is the surface. Instead, it's just taking this big, expansive, holistic perspective on the whole thing and saying, here's where I am. Here's what's going on. These are the feelings that are there, some of which I don't like and some of which I do. These are the people in my life. These are the places. These are the things. This is all part of the overall whole experience. Now, let me embrace it all what's the depth and what's the surface is in a sense a matter of opinion, like the ball turning it inside out. It just depends on which way you're looking at it. But more interestingly, let's look at the connections between it all and let's look at what direction that you want your life to take. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments. 
on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf or on JFL.com.